Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Melro 210, a We Hate Movies quarantine sideshow. Yeah! Where we ask you to remain indoors and please, please, please stop pretending like this fucking thing isn't over when it's not. We're just, we're just, you know, just, just if you can, if you could just bother to not pretend that this fucking <laughs> thing is over, that'd be mm-hmm. great. My name is Steven Sadak. I am joined, as always. The podcast is not over yet. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, with Eric Siska. Howdy, partner. Uh, our uh, uh, terrifying anal retentive roommate, Chris Cabin. Uh, hi, hi. <laughs> and uh, Andrew Jupin, the married man that refuses to leave our life. Yo! That's right. I fucking refuse. I refuse <laughs> to leave you guys because we made a commitment and we're here for the long haul, baby. So I'm going to drink this delicious Five Burrows Brewing Company summer ale and you can fucking deal with it. Oh, I've got uh, myself a single cut uh, here, my friends. Oh, uh, what do you, what do you, what single cut are you rocking? Uh, what is it? It's, you know, the problem with single cut guys is it's really hard. They're very big on picture, but not so much a label. Uh, Ooh, I've, that's I've accidentally bought beers that I didn't want, like cer- certain sours, et cetera. Uh, oh. It's all in all is all. I don't even fucking know. It's got elderberries in it. It's pretty good. <laughs> nice. I like that. Let's fucking tighten up the labeling. Anyways, <laughs> we are talking about drawing the line. An episode of Melrose Place because it's fucking Thursday. We love it. Drawing the line with a single cut. That's right. We're going to put <laughs> yeah. out a whole PR announcement about how we hate them for their labeling. Steve, this podcast is now about Queens breweries <laughs> <laughs> that no one else knows about. Our original air date, November the 4th, uh, 1992. It might have been election day, you guys. Pretty close. Oh, shit. Mm. It could have been. Hey, Allison, I think I'm going to vote for Bill Clinton. He seems like a pretty cool dude. I dig that saxophone. <laughs> He's a rock and roll president, Allison. Allison, we need to stay the course with George A.W. He knows what's going on. It's like Reagan for 20 more years. He was at the CIA. He probably knows everything. I bet Billy does have strong opinions on Kuwait. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what, Allison? Someone had to step in there, goddammit. <laughs> we are, I mean, like, we're in quarantine, and, you know, we, we, we're all doing this thing. We're all doing our best. But if Melrose Place could stop airing the same fucking episode week after week with this Keith Horse shit, here's I'd be thing. appreciative of it. it. Here's, here's the thing. I, I get it, but I got to tell you something, guys. Uh-huh. There's a there's a problem here that we we knew going in. Uh, 
we're watching a soap opera. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's what these things are. And just be thankful we're not doing Young and the Restless or some <laughs> shit, dude. Because back in the day, they'd have five of those fuckers a week. And you're watching thousands of repetitious storylines happen. I guess so. I just I feel like I've watched the same episode three weeks in a row. And it's kind of you, crazy. You have. You have. <laughs> okay, I mean, but, right, no. but, but I'm not he, denying that. You there, definitely have. There might be some finality here now with the Keith relationship. But I'm, I'm assuming he will return. Assumption correct. Uh, Keith it's- will return in Thunderballs. <laughs> Keith, Keith's big Thunderballs. It's fine that this keeps on happening, but it can't always be the focus of the fucking episode. I it's true. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Why don't you have some of this get fucked up for you in the background, Allison? This How about that? Weird Ray Don Chong thing? Make that the main thing. Sure. Oh, Ray Don Chong this week playing an alien? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, yeah, so there's three stories. I think we'll just probably go like chronologically and just talk about them as we will because none of these sure. are worth uh, really well, like devoting a ton of time to anyway. The Matt storyline is nothing. He but, goes but to a lawyer and that's that. It's like a, it's like, what like how much screen time did these guys? Two and a half scenes. It's the yeah. It, it, I'm sorry. It's three scenes. First, he goes to a lawyer played by the great Judith Hogue of yes. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fame. Uh. Um, that's a that's a WLM coming coming to you guys at some point. Oh yeah, get ready for some food. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and I I like her in this role. It's kind of a fun. Little, she, he's going obviously uh, pick up from last week. He's trying to uh, sue the halfway house he worked at for discrimination for firing him for because he's gay, uh, and. You know, this woman's trying to tell him, like, look, it's going to be a tough road. But, you know, if you're into it, I'm into it. It's going to cost you five large, though, dude. Yeah, we're not going to win until 2020 with a Supreme (laughs) Court decision. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Long, long road, Matt. Long road. Uh, 18 years. It's, again, it's one of those things where I'm like, man, the times are different. If this was like Melrose Place 2020, like, this is the number one storyline. For sure. You know know what I mean? And as uh, the way I've been able to judge... You know, more or less, I think, which plot lines gets which letter. It's just based off the sheer number of notes that I take about each storyline. And it's insane that this is the C story. Yes. Well, when the B story is Radon Chong being an anal retentive roommate. In, in a better episode, you would have had a lot more with uh, the parents, James Handy as his dad and that yep. whole scene. They just blaze through that real quick. It's half a scene. So he, it's, he, it's it's five grand and like he gets a new job at a restaurant, like a, an outdoors restaurant where this bikini woman. Burger. Oh, okay, I'm glad you, I'm, I'm, bikini burger. Bikini Burger. I'm glad you got the name of it kevin because i was i was trying so hard to read that t-shirt and then i was like oh it definitely says bikini burgers (laughs) oh doesn't it oh yeah are these grill marks on my burger no no no. those are tan lines (laughs) (laughs) here matt you're gonna want to put on this bikini uh just let uh we're gonna tie you up and back just what a weird thing like here's a burger and it's named after a bathing suit (laughs) it's probably it's probably on the beach right oh yeah yeah, sure but she's like and his manager there he's like oh so how much can i expect to make five thousand dollars she's like no Uh, are you sure it's not five thousand (laughs) dollars It's like five thousand dollars a day, right? Right? Uh, and she's like, No, um, you'll get extra tips if you're cute, so you'll have no problem. Cutie. And it's like, um, how many times do I have to sue people? Like, how many times <laughs> can I have one week where I don't have to sue someone? I didn't understand because they don't wind up playing it up anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the reason for this waitress being flirtatious, like that I feel is an episode where it's like 
oh, geez, I don't know, Jake. There's this waitress at work and she keeps coming on to me and I don't know what to do about like, yes, that's a thing. I will strangle her tonight. (laughs) All right, now just, all right, Matt, you know the drill. Here are uh, one, here's one complimentary ticket for her to go on the Riverboat Casino. (laughs) I will be there on Tuesday night to strangle her. Tie the Riverboat Strangler. Matt grooms his victims. (laughs) Just tell her to meet you outside of Shooters at 4 a.m. That's where I usually am. Problem will take care of itself. I may or may not be asleep. Just tell her to wake me up. It'll be fine. Uh, uh, by the way, do you have any rope? I'm out of rope. <laughs> Fresh out of rope. So you, you, you got to go to you got to go to Rope Burger for that. <laughs> he does wind up talking to Jake a little bit. It's like, oh man, this five grand is really burning a hole in my pocket. I don't know how to get it. Like, I guess I'll talk to my parents. We see this really awkward dinner scene, which I agree with Chris. Like, this is actually the most interesting part of the episode is, like, Matt with his family. Again, like a 1992 mm-hmm. gay guy talking to his parents. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something we've seen on screen a ton on television. No. So it'd be cool to sort of live with this relationship. And, and it's, like, you know, a little nuanced insofar as, like, they accept him, but they're really uncomfortable by it, of course. I mean, they get James Handy, who is really good all the time. Uh, but I, I don't actually don't know who plays a mother. Kind of a, I don't. I don't know if it's anyone uh, super of note. I can, can look her up. Can here. I tell you really quickly that I was looking up James Handy and he was in a movie in 2017, which is only an hour and 10 minutes long that I really want to know about. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called Through, T-H-R-U, The Hereafter Remains Unknown. <clears throat> a series of massacres at local bars has, has a neighborhood on edge. With the culprits still at large, it's a dangerous night to be out drinking at Frank's Tavern. Nevertheless, a few diehard regulars tempt fate and take their chances. Massacre? I know! What is happening? Is it I'm a going, zombie huh. or is it an AR-15? <laughs> I think it looks... I'm looking at the pictures. He's leading this movie. He's yeah. on the poster. It's him, man. It's him with a shotgun. I'm like kind of into this movie. <laughs> what? With James Handy's got a shotgun <laughs> on the poster? It's 2017. He's going to break his fucking wrist. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, the mother is an actress. Uh, she was. Uh, she was. She died a few months ago. Actually, she died in February. Uh, Claudette Nevins um, plays Matt's mother. More on this. She's in uh, Sleeping with the Enemy. Uh, uh, she's a doctor character of some kind. And supposedly, she was in. Star Trek Insurrection as Officer Number Two, so you can see where this is going. Although, yeah. actually, she's in Tough Turf, Ooh. a character named Paige Hiller. So that's the mother of James Spader, and wow. she's and uh-huh. it seems like at least uh, James Handy comes back for six, five more episodes, which is good. But yeah, yeah, it's just them at the dinner table, and like he's like, "Hey, you know, Matt." And sorry about the halfway house, but as I told you, you're never going to make money at that place. And he's like, oh, that's kind of funny. Speaking of which, can I have $5,000? <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. I can't tell. I mean, the dining room here is dressed like, you know, nicely, but it, we literally only get this one. It's one of those things where like the family's eating dinner and every other room in the house is turned, every other light is turned off in every other room. It's like completely dark except for the dining room. You have no idea, like, the size of this house. So I don't know if these, like, is $5,000 a lot of money to Mr. and Mrs. Fielding or I, not so I, much? I think it is, but, like, they clearly will throw it around because, like, there's no traction when he initially, like, I need a little bit of money. They're like, oh, sure, of course, uh, uh, but how much? Yes. Right. So, like, 5000 I do think is pressing it. That's why he, he stonewalls them, but, like. Yeah. In 92 or whatever, that's pro- that's at least 10000 as well, yeah. right? To yeah. Modern modern books. And he's like, hey, you know, it's like, well, it's for this, you know, it's for this lawyer. She needs to to do this thing, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm going to sue those bastards kind of a thing. And it's like, 
you know, Matt, it's just, you know, you're going to make a big show out of this whole thing and the publicity is going to eat you alive. It's just bad news. You know what I mean? And, and he does this thing where it's like most of America does not share your values or whatever it is, Oof. which is kind of amazing and mm, shitty. Yeah. Uh, and then he just storms out and that's kind of it. And then he goes back to do, Judith Hogue and she's like, oh, I just realized something pro bono. Cool. That's the problem. It's solved. And but she does say, you know, I'm going to uh, the publicity is going to be a thing here because I'm going to really like fucking, you know, really make a big show out of this thing. And we're going to go all the way to the top kind of a thing. right. She mentions about like the publicity will take off like a brush fire. Nice. Right. Yeah. Nice localism. And probably. I do. <laughs> I do appreciate that she's upfront about like, by the way, I realized last night this is probably pretty good for my career. So yeah, I'll get him to do pro bono. I, yeah. I, I'm guessing this is all going to end with like the choice being like continue with the lawsuit or the place closes. Well, that's what I'm kind of I'm hoping it doesn't turn into a thing. I mean, I don't remember and I, I did watch this a we- really, really long time ago. Uh, but I'm curious where this goes. I hope it doesn't come to a place where it's like, ugh. You know what? Even speaking out has its own problems. I guess I shouldn't have done that either. You know what yeah. I mean? I hope that's, that's not what we're doing. I'm getting the feeling that's where we're going, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I must say, I, I do not remember, but I would not be surprised if Chris is right. Just like, oh, man, you know, it's speaking out. Oh, well, yeah. What a, what a hassle. It's it's just not that simple, you know. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, not that simple. If you speak out, there's a chance that this halfway house won't exist. Armando won't have a wall to throw a chair at, okay? <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Would Very- you do that to these kids, Matt? Just for your gay agenda? What? Nothing. <laughs> God. I mean, that's where we're going with this I thing. Know, and yeah. I mean, and like, like we keep saying, this should be the A story. It's so interesting to have this on television at all in the, in the 90s, but we have to watch fucking paint dry with Keith and Allison. God I know. And I mean, honestly, it was the most I was engaged in the episode is when the two and a half minutes of screen time, <laughs> this storyline got to continue itself. Uh, the B story, I guess we'll just do it story by story. The B story is, because uh, they have nothing to do with each other either, uh, no. is uh, Radon Chong and uh, Rhonda. She shows up to be Rhonda's new roommate. Ron- and like she is like fucking crazy from jump. She's just yeah. like, oh, hey, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm, a, I'm an efficiency expert and an organizer, and I kind of keep everything super tidy. And I'm like, thank you very much for coming by. Yep. I'm done. Yep. When, as soon as someone tells you that they are an organizational professional, that is a the reddest of flags that they should not be your roommate. <laughs> she's talking like she's on the home shopping network the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. like That's every, why I thought she was an alien. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she says, I organize people's lives. That's like an alien thing to say. <laughs> Isn't that what Dahmer said he did? <laughs> yeah, I'm just kicking back, organizing some lives, you know. Into my refrigerator, heads into skulls, you know, organizing the skulls. It'd be more, or it'd be more uh, uh, efficient if you had another hole in your head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and this one's just for the wind to go through. It'd be a little quicker. You'll swim faster. <laughs> You're a runner, aren't you? Well, this will help you find. Yeah, you're gonna. You're not gonna run no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, she, again, huge, huge red flag. And she's like, "Wow, you're much better than these other mutants." I'm, uh, I'm meeting. I'm like, "Who are these mutants? Who could dude, be worse than this woman?" That's, that's the thing, dude. Because she calls them quote a parade of losers. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see that parade of losers in an application interview montage. Yes. I think I need some creeps dropping by the apartment. I think they were all like Sandy. 
And this is like the other side of Sandy, essentially, <laughs> like the absolute opposite of Sandy. Right. And that's what the whole like and that's what she has to learn is the, it's not so nice to have them like completely on their own and, you know, self-determined and all that because they're freaks. Ooh, hey, Rhonda, just calling to check in with you. What's that? Oh, sounds pretty terrible, child. I gotta go now. Seth's calling by. <laughs> oh, you got taken over by the Borg, did you? <laughs> I'm sorry, bye. Ooh, you know what they say about the Borg, child? Ooh, resistance is futile, <laughs> y'all. Q, stop this. I don't want to watch Melrose Place anymore. <laughs> Keith and Allison either should break up and or get on with it. <laughs> or he needs to divorce that son of a bitch, Lily. <laughs> Holodeck, uh, run Melrose Place <laughs> Protocol minus Keith. <laughs> oh, this is a much better episode. Oh, now I have the nice apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Just playing pool at shooters. <laughs> He'd hate it there, though, dude. There is not one, like, fucking moment in time where you can read a book at Melrose Place. Oh, yeah. And Allison isn't picking up on all his, like, Rousseau references <laughs> well, and shit like that. In the opening credits now, we have Billy reading a book. It'd be cool if it was just randomly Patrick Stewart reading a book. <laughs> like, half a second. Like, what was that? Uh, but, you know, that she moves in, and it's pretty early on. It's like, oh... I just rearranged all the cans in the apartment. And that's like, oh, that's nice. And she's like, I also brought this cool organizer. It's last year's model. The new ones are wider for different spices. I'm like, okay. Like, do you want me to buy it? Like, yeah, exactly. Why are you telling me that? <laughs> Shut up. Uh, and like Rhonda's like, huh, that's odd. And then like Rhonda comes back one time and like this plastic shit all over the floor. Dude, these these plastic runners that people had in the 90s to put over your carpeted hallway and shit. Good God, dude. You know what that stuff is, by the way? You see that down on a fucking floor? That person's like in the early stages of becoming a hoarder. <laughs> that is the true menace to society. Was those fucking things. I fucking slipped on those things so goddamn often. Yep. Or you trip over them because they come unhooked from the carpet. Oh, they're off. They were so awful. I have never seen one in the wild. So this is interesting. A friend of mine had them. I don't know who who it was, but I I do remember being disgusted by them. (laughs) Yeah, you should be, dude. I do. uh, It's like plastic over a fucking couch. It's like, what are we doing? Isn't that what Mark Wahlberg lays down at the end of The Departed? He shows up with a shower curtain, the shower cap on his head. Yeah, I think he's got one of those plastic runners. He's like, hey, bro, I don't want to get any dust on this carpet. I brought them from my mother's house, bro. Because <laughs> well, that was the other thing you. with those. That was, that was the other thing with those things, man, is they people would use it as an excuse to not fucking vacuum under there. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's just, it's just a fucking filth trap. It's disgusting. disgusting. But, but that is that essentially is the wires going into the Borg brain heads <laughs> of of Rhonda's apartment. Well, I guess the so the idea is like if you're carrying a giant beverage through your hallway <laughs> and you drop it, yep, that's the whole reason, dude. If you're if you're holding one of those big, heavy, slippery, fucking big gulps, mm-hmm. and it just slides right through your hands, mm-hmm. man, and that four gallons of Diet Coke falls on the yep. floor. I mean, this was the height of big gulps, right? Like the same era. So, <laughs> Yes, absolutely yeah. it was. Wheezing the juice, man. That's This is this is where it came <laughs> from. <laughs> I wish I could go back and just wheeze the fucking juice. <sighs> Dude, just spend an afternoon wheezing the juice, you know what I mean? Go to Mega Mountain, enjoy yourself. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. 
Um, but yeah, so not only did she lay down these weird things in that talking about Rhonda, talking to Rhonda, she also like reorganized Rhonda's closet and sent half of her clothes out for dry cleaning Dude. and uh, and put like fucking potpourri in her shoes or some nonsense. Yes, oh, yeah. forest spice shoe deos- deodorizer, we're told. Which actually sounds kind of nice, you know? I mean, Rhonda, sometimes you need that, man. Rhonda complains that all of her shoes smell like pine trees now, and I'm like, fuck, that's what all I ever want to smell like, pine trees. <laughs> Well, it's better than smelling like foot funk. Dude. But like yeah, sending sure. someone's clothes out, what are you doing? That's nope. great. That, that is the last straw. Like the first straw was like, okay, it's kind of weird. You just, you know, it's, it's fun to, to reorganize my soups and shit. I don't care. You start touching my clothes. You got to get out of here. You, yeah. you just got to go. Yep. You're not on the lease anyway. Yeah, well, like, true. where is where's the fucking receipt for any of this dry cleaning? What dry cleaner did you go to? <laughs> She's like, oh, it's the best dry cleaner in Beverly uh, Hills. I'd uh, be like, where uh, are my it, clothes? It, it, it's called uh, uh, the fence laundromat. The fence <laughs> oh, laundromat. Or- it's that or it's like she sent it up to her spaceship to analyze the fibers <laughs> and shit. This is what Earth people wear. If you, if I came back, Chris, uh, when we were living together, and you were like, "Oh, I sent all your clothes out for dry cleaning," and I asked you, "Like, oh, so you came with my clothes? You just, you, <laughs> yep. you, just, you, you jizzed on my, you wore my clothes yes. and jizzed on them." So you're saying that, that's exactly what I did, Steve, and I took them to the laundromat because I'm a friend. <laughs> you, his, his, so let me get this straight. Tr- let me get this straight. You were jerking off while facing my closet. <laughs> <laughs> and when you started slinging webs, you didn't pay attention as to which look, fucking T-shirts they look, were hitting. Look, what I wanted to do is I wanted to see if I could waddle while staying erect <laughs> around the apartment. And it just so happened yeah. that the end of my journey was your bedroom. <laughs> journey. Well, it's Steve's fault for leaving his closet door open. You should just expect your roommates are shooting ropes when you're yeah. not home. That's a good point. It's important to experiment with yourself. <laughs> Uh, in the internet ticker, by the way, it was the height of Weezing the Juice because 92, same year as, as Encino Man, by the way. Oh, yeah. oh shit. Everybody was Weezing the Juice. God damn it. <laughs> Alpha and Weezing the Juice. Get out. I'm trying to Weezing the Juice in here. <laughs> Alpha. Son of a bitch. Link is just going to crash here for a couple of days. He, <laughs> he wanted to swim in a real swimming pool that wasn't in Sean Athens' backyard. Oh, the, oh, they're cold in the middle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We will get to him. But yeah, so she's like, uh, you know what? Uh, uh, Carrie is Radon Chong's character's name, by the way. Uh, yes. Is like uh, the great Radon Chong, by the way. She's she's fun and stuff. She's in, you got her in Commando. She's, she's great in, in Commando. Uh, she's great in Commando. She's really good in The Principal. Uh, she is great uh, in a non-action or comedy. She's in The Color Purple. Mm. I don't remember her in Jeff Lives at Home, which is in her whatever. That was a fun movie. I enjoyed it way back when. Yeah, I like that one. Ooh. Oh, God. Yeah, I have not thought about that movie in ages. What is that movie again? The Duplass brother joint. Oh, it's it's a, Jason Siegel and Ed Helms. Yes, 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 yes. I have. I actually have seen this. I just totally forgot about it. Do you guys know that Jason Siegel? Chelsea and I were looking this up the other day. Has kind of like just left acting. Yeah. Well, he had that TV show. What TV show? Uh God, I'm gonna forget the. How t- I Met it, Your Mother? No, it's another oh, one. No, I was just gonna say. It was like a, it's like an Amazon or an AMC one. And it's like uh, Andre 3000 is in it. Okay, <laughs> it's uh, it, but that's the last thing I've seen him. Did he do. like formally retire or just sort of like I don't know? He like lives in upstate New York and writes like YA novels or something. Good oh, for him, man. Sweet. Yeah, um, I I saw him the other day on Pluto TV on an episode of Cribs from MTV. Early, early wow. Cribs. Whoa. He wasn't even. He was just hanging out. He was just a background guy. At uh, who's the girl in uh, that '70s show? Not Mila Kunis. Laura. Laura Prepon. 
Yes, it was her house, and I guess they were dating, maybe. So he was just hanging out. Oh, and he was like, weird. he wasn't even really addressed by the camera or anyone. <laughs> just her dude. Hey, babe. Yeah. Hey, babe. Cribs is here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, man, MTV's Cribs on Pluto TV is a journey because after that, they played an episode of Devin Swawa? Sawa. Sawa? Yeah. Sawa? I got to try to say sour with an accent and it's all good. <laughs> but uh, Jason Schwartzman was hanging around his house and he was dressed like a 2002 nightmare <laughs> with this fucking like baggy jeans, like a graphic T-shirt with a blazer, his, his long hair. Fa- it was very, oh, very interesting. Wow. Yeah. Pluto TV, the greatest thing that happened to me in quarantine, easily. Absolutely. Easily. Um, uh, yeah, but she, she, you know, she, and, and this is a thing to just kick her out immediately, but she's like, okay, but you can't do this ever again. And she's like, I understand. I'm a robot. Yeah. And then the next thing, the last cut of straw is Rhonda decides to make her breakfast because she's been so nice to her, quote unquote. <laughs> and she's making her breakfast and she's like you know if you do it this way she's like, no, no no sit down i'm just trying to make you breakfast make you feel at home she's like wow this is really nice you're using one of my copper pans uh <laughs> and she's like yes uh she's like i'll clean it right after i promise and then like Rhonda takes a nap and like uh bucking radon chung shows up right in front of her with the pan like what did you do to my pan <laughs> dude it's insane you're, i was like she's gonna hit her in the teeth with this thing you dirty bird what did you do to my uh, pan <laughs> excellent chris i just and she's like you should have soaked it which hey yeah you gotta soak that i mean you, really you gotta have. soak that shit Rhonda. <laughs> soak it but also like i mean i kind of wish she killed her here or it turned into like <laughs> <laughs> or if they like, it turned into a real like fucking like uh, a born identity kind of fight between the two of them. Oh, they're both like activated somehow <laughs> at the same time, and they just start fucking super karate fighting well, each Ray other. Radon Chong's got a uh, a copper frying pan, and Rhonda rolls up a fucking magazine and uses it as a knife somehow. Oh, it's like what the fuck was that uh, Soderbergh movie with Gina? Uh, Haywire. Not Gina Car- Haywire. Is that oh, Gina Carano? It is Gina Carano. Yeah. So- yeah, it's so movie. good. I just rewatched it during quarantine, and it's amazing. It holds so up. A lot of good close quarters fight scenes in that movie. It's a good quarantine oh. movie for that. By the way, Steve, Radon Chunk does come back for two episodes later. Oh, oh does she so ever? Th- the fight might happen. <laughs> oh, and well, let me tell you, I don't want to spoil anything, but Rhonda at that point really has some reasons for trying to murder her. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. I'm two excited. episodes it's fucking crazy yeah uh, but she just kicks her out she's like hey look this isn't working because they get into kind of a screaming match about the pan she's like this isn't working blah blah blah. you gotta leave it she's like, yeah i guess i do and it's like okay and meanwhile right like, after i clean my pan dude that's her fucking line right there <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and poor michael's like look i'm trying to get the names right on the door is she your roommate is she not your roommate i had to lose sandy's label i gotta make all these labels I'm cutting all these little strips of white paper and boogle. Oh, she's got a P.O. box. Okay. <laughs> oh, great. Francis Halberg lives here. You know what? I'm just going to put her in as Francis Ha. That's all. I'll put her in as Francis Ha. <laughs> great movie. A great movie. That's, that was one of my quarantine rewatches. A real, a real fun one. Uh, makes you miss summer in New York City, uh, which I yes. do. That's what the show, if you watch the incredible first season of High Fidelity on Hulu, mm-hmm. that is a primo New York in warm weather show. And really? God it's damn. New York? Yeah, it's, it's, it's set in Brooklyn. It's fucking awesome. Dude. I was always just assuming Chicago. 
No, no, transplanted to Brooklyn. Fucking great. Cannot recommend it enough. The one thing I don't get about the High Fidelity show um, is you have, uh, who's who's the lead in that? I keep forgetting her name. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz, who is Lisa Bonet's daughter, right? Yep. Yeah. Why not have her play Lisa Bonet's daughter and like somehow she got pregnant with John Cusack? That's your show. No, it's not your show, and I'll tell you right now why. Because that means there's some fucking obnoxious possibility that John Cusack's <laughs> going to sashay through that frame, and I don't need to see that on this show. But it's a fun <laughs> sequel idea, I think. I don't know. It's kind of but weird. She's, but she's like, she's her nickname is Rob. Like, she's playing that character. Yeah, I got it. It, you know, I got it. To, it is well worth your time. I think it's, it's quite great. Mm. Anyway. I'm just saying, if you're going to have new roommates, you got to give me some notice. I'm real busy at the hospital. Well, he's got, they have like nothing to really do at this all. episode. At they're, all. They're both like strung along to the Allison storyline. Cause like, which we can get into now. Cause that's, that's the last of it. Well, you yeah, guys, but, you guys are forgetting that Michael was retiling some of the roof. There well, that's, the that's yeah. That's what I wanted to get to dude, because dude, how fucking ridiculous and on the nose is this? Like, they're trying to like do this roof repair scene. He's like, "Yeah, come on, Billy, get me another couple of roof tiles." Oh, whoa! And there's like the storm brewing, yeah, and like I was like, "Come on, man! Of course, the storm's coming to Melrose it's Place." It's like a fake storm too, and it looks terrifying it looked, dude, off in the it, distance. It's it like looks Mal- so fucked up. Malachi Throne is on his way. (laughs) The Traveler has arrived. You have been summoned, Mike Mancini. You hold on. Sandy has left before I could collect my tribute. (laughs) I will rain a storm upon thee, Michael Mancini, the likes of which you never seen. And now Radon Chong has left. Damn you, Michael Mancini. Well, now you're going to fix this roof in the rain. Listen, kids, Mel Mel Rowe here. I told you when you moved in, this certain date it rains blood. (laughs) You knew that. I knew that. Malachi, we agreed on a week's notice. (laughs) A week's notice. Oh, you must read the language of your contract again with me, Mel. No. All of your leases state I can rain blood whenever I please. No honor. No honor whatsoever. <laughs> no honor between you demons and me. <laughs> well, I am the devil. Uh, but so Allison's storyline, such as it is, we, we, we ended last week on a cliffhanger because it was, Allison, Allison, say something. I'm Keith. Allison? You're frozen like we're in some sort of soap opera. <laughs> but she, we start up and she, he's still doing that. And she finally is like, wow, Keith, that sounds amazing. Let's have sex again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Keith, <laughs> let's have sex. Uh, no, Allison. <laughs> Toilet flush. And she comes back to Melrose Place and Billy's like, huh. I've been waiting up all, all night for you because I'm a fucking nightmare. And she's like, why did you do that? Yeah, it's it's one a.m. She says. Yes. Or no, he said I waited up. It was the next morning. He's like, I, he's like, I waited up till one o'clock in the morning waiting for you. And it's uh, like, okay, <laughs> no one asked you to do that. There's a crazy thing where she's just like, she's trying to talk to him about like, you know, uh, Keith is this, Keith is that. You know, he's successful. Oh, yeah, he's this. He's that. The other thing. Uh, you know, he's the best in bed and like she keeps going on. And then is like, Yo, Billy, don't you have anything to say? And he's like, uh, I was still working on the best in bed, Allison. <laughs> best in bed, Allison. 
I guess we're just going to disrespect your vibrator now. That's fine. <laughs> That's just fine. Fine, Allison. Oh yeah, I had I had Jake pick the lock and I was playing with it. <laughs> I named him Larry Allison. Now it's Larry the Vibrator. I, we'll just throw Larry in the garbage then, because Keith is here. Here's your fucking pig slip, Larry. <laughs> he was my best friend, Allison. My best friend. Here, I even I I I, I glued some googly eyes on him so he could talk to me. <laughs> Look, and then when you turn him on, his eyes dance. Balls. Yeah, I glued Balls. it on. I glued it on with my own human glue. <laughs> oh man. Larry's dancing, Allison. Balls. <laughs> he spins around like the Tasmanian devil. Yeah, you better not use it, Allison. You might get pregnant. <laughs> Allison. I am incredibly lonely. <laughs> Allison, what do you mean you're out of D's? He needs D's. <laughs> he needs them to live, Allison. But she's like, you know what, Billy? Stay out of it. You don't understand. Between she's, well, she's overwhelmed. She's like, oh, my God. Keith's leaving his wife. Can you believe it? And he's like, well, that's like kind of terrible. And he's like, what do you mean? And it's like, well, uh, like think about that for even a second. Um <laughs> She uh, or he calls her like a dysfunctional Hallmark card or something yeah. like that, which is like, again, like you shouldn't have to get your roommate to sign off on your boyfriend. If that's the case, it's time to get a new roommate. Yeah, but everyone's kind of telling her the same thing, dude, which is like, listen, you don't want to be that's the other person here. And well, what's so interesting about this, it's like, obviously, all these characters are very morally bankrupt of <laughs> you know, not a non-sinner among them. And then they're being very high ground about the morality yeah. of marriage which it does it, I, I agree with you there because they're, they're just fucking around who cares but like but it is kind of weird the weird part about allison is she's so cavalier about this information she's no it she doesn't kind of has no shame like you know what i mean like i i would if i was having an affair with a married woman i wouldn't be like guys and and she's got a fucking husband who's got who's who has a disability it's awesome Jesus. you guys <laughs> yeah Jesus. yeah true you know what I mean? Like, but she, uh, but she, uh, Billy again is a nightmare because during this fucking tile scene, which you talked about for twenty minutes, is uh, he's like he's just spilling the beans to everybody. So, so guess what Allison's doing right now, guys? And it's like I don't know. It's nobody's fucking business. That's the other thing, dude. You gotta stop talking about it. Like we cut to this fucking roof fixing scene. It's like, all right. So then, get this. After they sixty nine, are you still <laughs> with me here? <laughs> then Keith decides he's not quite finished yet, and then he and it's just like, dude, they don't need the play by play. You're given way too much information that, like, dude, clearly I'm she should have learned from now. You know, by now that she shouldn't give this information to Billy in the first place. We should get like Billy complaining about it just like that, and it's just a close up of, of his face, and it pans out, and he's driving some random person in the taxi. <laughs> just going no, no, Jade, I got it from an inside source. His name is Larry. And then, and then oh. Allison and Keith, and she's behind on our advertising stuff. Like, uh, LAX, please. LAX. <laughs> uh, can I just pump pump the brakes just half a push here and acknowledge Chris Cabin's inside source joke right there? That didn't get enough laughs. Apologies. We're talking about a vibrator. Apologies. <laughs> um, whatever. Uh, so then it's the the rainy night. Uh, Allison comes back. She confronts Jane. Confronts her. Uh, when the, she's trying to get the mail, and she's like, "Isn't it great? He's leaving his wife." And Jane is like. 
I thought I've been pretty clear that I'm not super thrilled about this relationship as I am a wife. Yeah, so she's got the fucking memory of, uh, you know, I don't even know what, a hummingbird. Like, Allison cannot recognize, like, oh, they've kind of already shunned me about this <laughs> the last two times I told them I was going to break up with Keith. Or when I told them that Keith was going to leave his wife. Um, so he's leaving his wife. So that's great. She's like, well, yeah, you know, there's another woman involved and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, well, stay out of it, Jane. And she comes back. She's soaking wet because it's raining. My and favorite shot in this episode is right here. It's like right as they're wrapping up their argument outside in the rain, it cuts to inside Allison's apartment. And it's Billy just watching TV. And, like, they're outside, and it's just, like, him totally not noticing what they're doing at all. And it reminded me of uh, the fucking great uh, Simpsons sight gag of, Homer, it's getting pretty bad out there. Could you check on the boys? <laughs> and Homer, like, looks out the window, and they're fighting, and he's yeah. like, they're fine. Like, he's just sitting there, like, oh, there's a huge argument happening right outside in the middle of a storm. I'm just going to keep watching cartoons. That's okay. But she comes in in a huff. She's totally soaking wet. He's like, oh, good. You're already wet. Would you mind going down to the store and getting some takeout? I am Dude. starving. God damn it. What an ass. What a horse's ass. And there are times in this episode where I'm like, I'm sitting here watching. I'm like, you know what, Billy? Like, what you're saying to her right here is actually correct. Like, even though you're Billy Campbell, you have good points here and there. And then he does one of these, like, well, you're already wet. How about some Chinese food? Get your ass back yeah. out there. I'm starving. Alfred, you didn't put any food in my bowl before you left. <laughs> I would have loved it to watch Allison actually, like, the camera goes with her and she goes and gets the stuff, comes back, the whole place is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to warm up, it's cold out there. Is that Manchester by the Sea? Yes. Oh, okay. there you go. <laughs> Excellent. But she's like, no. Uh, she calls up Keith and she's like, I'm leaving. I'm going to hang out with Keith. And then Keith is like, Oh, sorry, Allison. <clears throat> ah, uh, my wife is here, so... Ooh, ah, <clears throat> and here's the thing, that fucking coward, that fucking marine biologist coward, because he doesn't say that, dude. He's like, he calls up and is just like, oh, uh, well, you said you were getting your things, eh? Well, uh, Allison, I'm, uh, I'm going to have to cancel on that. Uh, no reason, but uh, I gotta go. And like the shot you see is like Keith is on the phone and you don't even see this woman's face. No. Lily, the wife, yes. she's just like walking around in the background of the frame, like looking at pictures and like just analyzing the house or something like that. And it's just like, come on, just, you fucking coward. Well, she's just like packing sort of or picking stuff up. It's like, oh, it's not a great time. And I kind of just want her to be like in the background. What's her name? I want to know her name. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> no, no, just working late, babe. Uh, talk to you soon. Got uh, a lot of microbes to look at <laughs> under the old microscope. You son of a bitch. I'll it's fucking kill her. What's her name? Is that a whore on that phone? Is that a whore on that phone? Mel Rowe, you have a whore living in apartment 312. <laughs> Someone talking about me. I heard of a whore in apartment 312. What? Oh, 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 you're talking about it. Oh, then got it. Uh, but so he he hangs up. And then later he winds up coming the same night uh, to her apartment and is like, oh, listen, Allison, uh, I finally did it. We And then huh, she kicks me out of my own house. Can you believe it? Mind if I stay here for a couple of days because I'm afraid of her. And uh, <laughs> Billy is like, oh, that's not OK. And Allison's like, of course it is. You know, blah, blah, blah. 
there's this great exchange between the two of them. Uh, well, Allison's like, oh, Billy will lend you some clothes. It's fine. He's like, oh, it's not going to fit. He's like six foot four, and I'm like five foot one. Uh. <laughs> and she's like, oh, uh, he's like, it's not okay, Allison. What if his wife comes here and kills us? I'm like, really, Billy? Really? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, yeah. I, hey, listen. I don't fucking know Keith. I don't know fucking Lily. All I know is my roommate is the unwelcome third person Al- in this marriage. Yeah, I don't know, Al- dude. Allison, Allison, I saw Fatal Attraction four years ago, and I haven't felt safe since. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the most terrifying part about this scene, though, is that as Keith is knocking on the door, like, you know, Allison and uh, Billy have decided to, like, stay in for the night. What is oh, this yes. can of dog food that he's heating up on the fucking stove like Hormel chili or something? I'm so keen on beefarino. What a delicious cuisine. Fit for a king and queen. Exactly, dude. That guy heating up anything on a stove? Look out, man. I'd rather be out in the fucking rain. <laughs> also, call for Chinese food. Allison doesn't have to go get it. You know what I mean? Like, just do it. Yeah, he's not trying to keep the kids warm. He's just trying to put the beefarino on, and that's what causes the fire. <laughs> a rainstorm like the one that they're pretending they're having in Los Angeles, dude, that better be like a fucking 40% tip. Because that delivery guy, he may never even driven in the rain before. Who knows? True. But yeah, so now he's staying with her, and like Billy's making her really uncomfortable. The next morning... Whoa, 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 wait, hang on. Oh, please. We got to talk about another Allison being a piece of shit thing. He is all soaked, and she's like, oh, go take a shower and whatnot. And while he's in the shower, she's, like, sorting through the laundry, and his fucking wallet falls out. Yeah. And then she starts, like, looking through it and, like, flips up the driver's license flap, and there's a photo of, like, him and Lily, which, you know, whatever. Like, he's not even divorced yet, but, like, you shouldn't be looking through Somebody's his wallet. wallet. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And, and then I let we, it go. She should have taken the credit card, but, like, <laughs> if you're just looking at the picture, fine. We also have a totally disgusting fucking Keith towel drop. Did everybody catch that? No. Yeah. So, he like, he walks on the floor like an, a barbarian? Yes, just like Even one. worse, Oof. dude, he, he walks into the room, and Oof. she's like, ooh, better put his wallet away. And he walks into the room after the shower, and he's like, it's basically like a, you'll see anything you like, like, kind of exchange. They start making out, and the cut is, like, on the floor from behind him. The towel falls, and only then does he use his foot to close the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God on. damn it. Yeah, see the male butt cheeks now. God damn it! Yeah, babe, worst- that's right. I washed everything but my balls. Let's go. <laughs> this is the worst thing he's ever done. Um, Allison then has a nightmare about Keith's <laughs> wife or whatever. Which also, like, here's the thing: Beverly Hills Nine Two and started in ninety. This is ninety two. It's been two or three seasons of Beverly Hills Nine Two and zero, and I could, and I know for a fact they do the fantasy thing less and less on Nine Two Two and zero. So realize that this thing does not work in this show. I just exactly. do not have it. I, I never thought this it. implied that Keith murdered the wife <laughs> and this was her ghost. <laughs> I don't think as off the rails as this show gets, it ever dabbles into the paranormal like that. <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> Although that would be better because Allison could go like investigate. Might have some interesting things going on in this show ooh, for once. Or, ooh, it turns X-Files out like come along and say, you know, ooh. we need we're looking for one Malachi throne. <laughs> oh shit. It's yeah, a haunted dude. apartment complex, Scully. <laughs> yeah, Mel Melrose played by Wallace Shawn. I think he's hiding something. 
Listen. Oh, nothing to see here. Just a totally professional and well-kept <laughs> apartment complex. Welcome to Melrose Place. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely not the devil. <laughs> the, the pool is red, Scully. What do you think that could mean? Mulder, when, anybody can spill that much cranberry juice into a pool. He pranced away on goat legs. <laughs> Surely there's an explanation, Mulder. Look here, Scully. Another uh, tenant, Sandy, went missing. They said that she joined a soap opera, but it doesn't exist. She got sucked into the television, Scully. <laughs> Sandy has to come out, come back, and she's like the girl from the ring. Yeah. <laughs> they summon her back to the world of the living. Scully, I did, I did some research, and it turns out that soap opera was canceled 30 years ago. <laughs> Ooh, you got seven days, child. Ooh, actually, you know what? I'm busy next Thursday. See, you got eight. Ooh, I'm doing a favor for you, child. A little demon favor. <laughs> I like that because, it, it's, see, it's an L.A. girl, so they'd be flaky. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, was that supposed to be Tuesday? Sorry, I missed Ooh, it. Ooh, I'm all sorts of backed up with my hauntings, y'all. <laughs> Uh, ever oh. since I got sucked into the TV, Mal Melrose said, do you want to be on TV? I just didn't know what the price was, y'all. <laughs> he put me in touch with his super evil gin, and he granted my wish. I got more than I bargained for, y'all. Bye. Yeah, Deborah Hare is in here with me. Bye, everybody. <laughs> oh, yes, Sandy. You will spend the rest of eternity with Debbie Hare. <laughs> <laughs> on a shitty soap opera that can only be seen from Melrose Place and Shooters. Um, coming shooters from Shooters has a Civic TV playing at all yeah. times. It's coming from this weird station in Pittsburgh. I don't know. I feel like if you looked at Shooters in the cold lighted day, it would be like at the end of Dust Till Dawn where it's a Mayan temple or whatever. Yeah. Oh, if you just took, took a look around back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so like, it's just, just this scene where Allison is talking to Keith's wife and it's very uncomfortable and she's like, kind of understanding what she might be doing might be sort of kind of wrong. And which is fucking three episodes too late. The next morning, she's like, oh, Billy, I didn't sleep well. I was like, yeah, I could hear it. And she's like, you know what we need? It's like thicker walls. And it's like, good <laughs> Lord, dude, I got it. You listen to me. Fuck. Can we talk for a minute? I'm thick and tired of hearing you fuck with Keith. I'm thick and tired of you and Larry hanging out, if you know what I mean, <laughs> goddammit. I want him to go full William Friedkin's bug and just start, like, stapling egg carts to his wall <laughs> to, to insulate it. I'm like, this is the only way, Allison. All right, Allison, we're going to set each other on fire, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're all living in William Friedkin's bug these days. Uh, oh, I'm I'm fucking weeks away from dousing myself with gasoline. <laughs> Just bought a bunch of new aluminum foil. <laughs> so uh, Keith is like, you know what we need? Uh, and th that's what he says, you know what you need? And then that's like, thicker walls. Like, we need to get out of here for a little while. Let's go camping, babe. And she's like, cool. Also, we don't know. Like, she was like five seconds away from getting fired. I don't know. Is it Monday? Is it Saturday? What What are we talking here? This is a this is an interesting episode because it's Melrose Place on the weekend. The episode, seriously, the episode straight up starts on a Friday when the rain happens. And Allison's like, when she picks up the phone with Keith, she's like, oh, hey, uh, yeah, I just got home from work, blah, blah, blah. And then by the time Rhonda is making uh, breakfast for Carrie, they definitely mention that it's like Sunday morning. Oh, okay. So they go, they go camping. They do a little like Saturday into Sunday kind of a thing. 
So they're camping, uh, and they were just hanging out by the fire here. Um, and this is when, like, he's just like, oh, you know, we got the rest of our lives to plan. Now, hey, guess what? You know what's even better than uh, breaking up my marriage? Now we're in a super committed relationship. Sorry. And she's like, dude, oh, this sucks. It, <laughs> dude, it fucking totally sucks. He has some line about, like, well, you know, Allison, we've got a lot of future to fill. And I'm like, how about you get fucking divorced? <laughs> exactly. Why don't you start filling your life with that? Um, and he's talking and she's like, well, what do you something, something about his parents? And he's like, oh, you know, they're just uh, they've got one of those anno- annoyingly long marriages. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Big Shot never cheated on his wife. Sorry, Dad. My dad, get this, Allison. My dad is such a loser. He's never had an extramarital affair. Can you believe it? And my mother neither. What a bunch of squares. This is that crazy? Anyway, when I'm moving in with you. I oh, am yeah. moving in with you. Because he's definitely like, you're totally right, dude. Because he's like, oh, you know, we got to get you a new roommate. You got to fucking get out of there. Why don't you? Why don't we move in together? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why don't you get a divorce? Well, my favorite part. Part is when like they they're having this little talk between themselves and he's like um like uh, she Allison's asking him like what well, what have you have what have you found with me I know what I found in you what oh have yes. you found me and he and she's like have you found love and he's like no he's like have you found like companionship no I found depravity oh dude I'm like dude oh. leave now. Get out of there, capital wherever bu- you are. Capital B, capital S, butt stuff. That's what we're yeah. talking about. Yep, <laughs> yep. I found, I found some a little lady who's gonna go all the way. <laughs> I always wanted to try rimming. Now I'm there, man. <laughs> I know just by looking at you that I could try that. You wouldn't say a single thing. And uh, he's also trying to get her away from Billy. Here, he's like, you know, he's not even like an adult. He's like a big kid. I'm like, fucking thank you, Keith. <laughs> Thank you. Meanwhile, we miss the scene when they're talking about going camping and Billy's like, thicker walls. He is wearing, and I took a picture of this on my fucking Twitter. (laughs) He is wearing denim overalls, no undershirt, and Uh a fucking flannel baseball shirt over it like he's on salute your shorts. It's like, dude, you're a grown man. The fucking Boo Radley special. (laughs) Question. Question. If, you know, months from now, when hopefully things are uh, a little safer out there, uh, you know, a little more okay to be out in, in public and whatnot. If there's any kind of like Halloween thing, like we do a Halloween show, sure. maybe we do this for the Salem show if it happens. I don't think it would be exactly an appropriate place for it, so maybe not. But can we go for Halloween as different Billy Campbell outfits? <laughs> <laughs> Because it would be cool because people would be like, who are you, the little rascals? <laughs> it's true. No, dude, if I'm wearing uh, overalls without a shirt underneath, like, oh, what are you, Earthquake from the WWF? <laughs> uh, R.I.P.D. probably. Or, or Earl of Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you got to have a really good body to be able to pull off the, the un, no undershirt with the overalls. But. I guess, yeah, otherwise you're a hog farmer. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, what are you guys, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Oh, <laughs> uh, but like, she's like, oh, wow, Keith. And he asks her about her family, and she's like, oh, you know, nothing. And he's like, you want to go for a hike? And she's like, it's like really incredibly late. Dude, he, uh, he says a midnight hike and then follows it up with like dangerous, scary. And I was like, Allison? This man is going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hiking at midnight? 
I don't know about that. Fine, fine, fine. We'll go for a boat ride and stand my love. <laughs> <laughs> the best case scenario is you get attacked by a mountain lion. Exactly. Seriously. The that's worst what I, case is he's killing you. I wanted to turn it over to resident hiking expert Eric Siska. You, you going on midnight hikes, dude? Absolutely not. <laughs> and, I mean, they do sell certain equipment you could use for a night, you know, night hiking, like little lights you could put on your, your fucking forehead. But it's just, I think it's... Let the animals have that time. Exactly, plenty, dude. Plenty That's the time for the bears. Yes, they let the nocturnal motherfuckers uh, handle that. Uh, although I guess you could just like piss in the middle of the trail that way. <laughs> you don't got to go looking for a place well, to go. You could just you, piss right there. Yeah, if you get the right trail, you could do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Even in the daytime. There's some, you know, less popular ones. So if you want to okay. go on a piss hike, Chris. <laughs> okay. I was going to say. Eric guided piss hikes. <laughs> You're gonna, <laughs> we're at the campfire, Chris, and I'm like, come on, let's go for a piss hike. <laughs> You're going to want to piss here. This is one of the great places to piss. <laughs> Welcome back to Piss Hike on the Travel Channel. Uh, <laughs> I'd be into it. Uh, so whatever. Uh, she just kind of brushes him off. The next morning... She's like, look, I just want to go back. Uh, and he's like, I called Can I just this trout for breakfast. <laughs> Thank you. And I was going to ask resident camping expert Steve Sadek, dude, you eating fish for breakfast no or what? Way. Dude, what are we doing with this? He's like, oh, here, you ever have trout for breakfast, Allison? Look at this. Yay. And I'm just like, dude, what? Hope you enjoy I... fucking cleaning it at six o'clock in the morning. Better clean this fucking <laughs> fish for breakfast. It'll oh, only a couple take two of these hours. Just... Couple of these are still flip flapping around, huh? Well, hey, Allison, you even haven't had a morning piss yet. Why don't you slap these you against a rock, Allison? My <laughs> wife wouldn't have missed those bones, Alice. Allison, <laughs> the guts are where all the nutrients are. You want to eat them first, and the eyes as well. What are you doing? What are you fucking camping with Oswald Cobblepot fish for <laughs> breakfast? <laughs> Yeah, we're roughing it. <laughs> Allison, I'm going to show you my French flipper trick. <laughs> if Keith and Allison had a baby, they'd have to throw it over a bridge, too. <laughs> On Christmas. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, whatever the fuck ever. She winds up going back, and she's like, Billy, you know, I think... I know we've had this conversation six times already, but I think I'm ready to finally break it off with Keith. It's like, oh, why? And she... Gives the most chilling and bizarre monologue I've ever heard. <laughs> and it is, uh, as we were texting earlier, it is not within Courtney Thorne Smith's uh, uh, strengths as an actress to give whatever this kind of monologue is. She's not up for it. She's no. not there. It's basically this thing wherein, like, oh, my. And again, look, it's the weirdest thing. She's like, you know, we were talking and Keith talked about his family. And then I started thinking about my family. And you know what? I remembered that my dad cheated on my mom all the time. And it took me, like, I'm a fuck. Like, what, what are you, a bumblebee? How do you not know this when you're actually cheating with somebody that you're like, oh, wow, th this is what my dad, you know, this is what I used to hate as a kid until somebody reminds you you have parents? Yeah, I don't know. It seems like, you know, she has gone out of her way to uh, repress it kind of a thing. Re repress, like forget about her parents throughout the run of this show. That's a good point. It's always been brushed off. I mean, run of the show. It's, you know, 14 episodes. But it's been a lot of like, never mind kind of a thing. So basically what we learn is that his dad uh, cheated. Cheated on her mom, her mom all the time, and uh, he would have the, he would have all these girlfriends. And she has this weird thing where it's like, you know, I would think about his girlfriends, and I would just be jealous of them because they have 
all this attention from my dad. I wanted to be them. And I'm like, I don't know about this one, guys. So you get Julianne Moore in there. She can handle this. (laughs) Exactly. She can make that really disturbing and good. And like, there's something there, but just she doesn't have it. No. She just doesn't have it. She does not. And like, that's kind of the thing. And Billy's like, oh, oh. Well, there's this stupid thing where. (laughs) Oh, oh, hot chocolate bag. (laughs) Uh, Beep, beep, hot chocolate express. (laughs) She's like, earlier on, she's like, oh, I had this dream about Keith's wife. And he's like, oh, Allison, I didn't know you were so kinky. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to change all of my masturbation fantasies around now. You just bumped up to Tuesday. And he, uh, and he's she's like, well, I'm finally going to break up with Keith. And Billy doesn't say, I'll fucking believe it when I see it. Which is what he should say, but he doesn't. <laughs> and she does go to Keith uh, in the evening. Though there is a one scene. It's just weird. She goes to see, it's before they go camping. She goes to see uh, Keith's wife in the wild and like fucking peels out when she looks at her. And meanwhile, Keith's wife is picking up the newspaper like James Gandolfini and Sopranos, like just walking yeah, totally. out of the bathroom. <laughs> it's kind of insane because it's like if you really are like picking stuff up to leave this dude and like he says something about like she's planning to go to San Diego or whatever. Are you casually just going out in the morning to get the paper and check the news? It's not your business. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, but she does go back to Keith's here, and she kind of she finally breaks up with him. And she's like, "Look," and he's like, "But Allison, I broke up with my wife for you." And she's like, "I never asked you to do that. Like that's on you, dude." Yada yada yada. He does. We, I think it's a side of things to come. If I remember this pro- uh, properly, he gives her a hard grab here, which is a little uncomfortable. Yeah, there's a hard grab. I don't remember if there's more to come with that hard grab, but this alone, I was like, ooh, hard grab. That's bad news. Mm-hmm. You never want a hard grab. Wait, and- well, yeah, and if, if this is going anywhere other than, like, maybe we're going to get together or maybe we're not, you would imagine it's going to have to go somewhere like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically he's devastated. She's like, you know, we're, we're done for good. And then she goes back to Billy's Billy, and she's like, Better get the hot chocolate, Billy. I broke up with Keithy. Fucking babies. <laughs> like, what What the fuck? First of all, you broke up. You're the winner. You're the yeah. winner, Allison. Congratulations. <laughs> like, I need, my, I need my sugar treat. Can you give me my sugar treat? I just broke up a family. <laughs> I just found the, uh, the line. It's really dumb. She goes, she closes the door behind her and goes, fire up the hot chocolate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, can we pretend like we're not 17 years old for two seconds and someone ask for a glass of wine, mm-hmm. a fucking couple of fingers of whiskey or something? Give me a stiff drink, dude. Uh, like, you're not the fucking Golden Girls, dude. Put the cheesecake <laughs> back in the fucking fridge. Billy, let's go on the lanai and talk about this. <laughs> go get some uppers from Melrose. You know he's got it. Quick question. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Quick question. Um, I was thinking about this when we saw a lot of Rhonda's apartment. It looks a lot like Allison's, and I'm wondering yes. if it's the same apartment. They just dress I, it up differently. I believe it is. But the, the giveaway, I guess, or maybe this is they were just they bought all the same tile when they built this these places. But the counters are the exact same color. Yes, like the um, the countertops, rather. Right. Yeah, I think. This, I mean, they're just redressing you know, the set, is my guess. Yeah, especially, and that's why it's the genius kind of in a way of setting a show in an apartment complex like that, you know, because like I remember when we were looking at this apartment in in the building we're in now, you know, we saw other apartments. 
No, well, I'll tell you in just a second. <laughs> uh, it's one, two, three, four, Fake Street. Uh, no, but like you know, we looked in the other apartment, and the, they, we all have the same fixtures and the same mm-hmm. you know yeah, sure. uh, uh, countertops and whatnot like that. So it's kind of genius then. If they do this, because all you got to do as a set designer is kind of like shift some furniture yeah, around, sure. position things a little differently, shoot it from different angles, and bim, bam, boom, you got yourself like six apartments in one. You're striking the set, you're not striking it. Yeah, so, yep. uh, but like, yeah, she just, she ends in a big hug with Billy where she's weeping, and it's really beautiful. Yeah. Probably the biggest soap opera ending yes. we've had, mm-hmm. as far as just like an explosive cry ending the episode. <laughs> Oh, and that's it. I mean, I don't think that's it for uh, Allison and Keith. I don't think so, guys. No. no. Did we mention Dong Chong with the pan thing, that ending? Oh, yes. well, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Basically, she just gets kicked out because she was, like, being crazy with the pan. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually, I did appreciate the fact that uh, Rhonda is like, you know what, Carrie? I don't think that this is working out. And she's like, you know what? Yeah, I don't either. You know, yes. it's just like, that's it. Okay. Although, oh, those two episodes where she comes back later this season. Look out below. Mm. Drama alert. Uh, oh, wait. No Keith in the next episode, it seems. Oh, thank, thank God. God. It seems. I'm looking I, it up I, right now. I mean, we're not done with No, Keith. he's coming back, but it's it, at least we get a, a week's reprieve next week. So he's going to come bit back of a break. in a big, bad way, right? Like a supervillain? <laughs> like yeah, has- dude. He's, he's trying to separate California from the rest of the continent. <laughs> Keith and all of his uh, sentient dolphins has Melrose Place yeah. surrounded. He's- oh, shit, dude. Day of the Dolphin. Yeah. Suddenly has an eye patch for some reason. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to you- or not, uh, not Day of the Dolphin. What is that Kurt Russell or uh, 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 Kirk Douglas movie? Hmm? Oh fuck! There's there a-, was a there was a movie with uh, where like the the dolphin was trained to assassinate That's George someone. George C. Scott. Yeah. Oh, it's George C. Scott. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. Is that called Day of the Dolphin? I think that, that is might be. Day of the Dolphin. And by the okay. way, uh, also William Friedkin. To your Superman oh. reference, uh, Andrew Billy Berg. Really, <laughs> Billy Berg. <laughs> Yeah, I would not live in Billy Bird. <laughs> uh, so that's I'm the-, the mayor, president, and the queen. <laughs> you know, uh, Billy Bird rents skyrocketing <laughs> now that they're not closing the L train. <laughs> New York jokes. Uh, so I'll go around the horn here as we always do. It's the end of the week here. Are you excited to continue this journey? Any parting shots that we might not have gotten to? We'll get to Eric Siska first. Okay, yeah. It was a, uh, it was not going to lie. It was a tough day here in quarantine. Mm hmm. Tough day, real tough day. But seeing all these people with their weird, weird problems <laughs> perked me up a little bit. So, yes, I'm excited. We'll keep going. We will. Uh, Christopher Cabin. Uh, yeah, it's a good rain episode. I always like to see some rain. Uh, mm. I'm a big fan of rain. I'm a big fan um, of rain, too. We, we, we were robbed of some rain this weekend. I kind of wanted it. Yeah, I, I like I like it. I, I love it on TV, too. Uh, I should say, uh, Lily... Uh, uh, is played by Juliana Donald, who is in a uh, tall glass of water classic, Brain Donors. You know, I've never oh, seen yes. Brain Donors, and John, I really should have. It's John Turturro trying to be Groucho Marx. It's quite entertaining. It's, it's pretty what? funny. Wait a second. So Eric Siska said it's pretty funny. Yeah. But I mean, I hear someone else is trying to do Groucho. It's it's successfully funny. It, it's yeah. sort of yeah. It's it's them doing like. It's Marx Brothers slash Three Stooges esque comedy, but it's made oh. in like the early nineties or late eighties. Ninety two, ninety three, I think. And Interesting. it really it kind of succeeds in like uh the naked gun kind of way. Yeah. And, uh, is it a is it a 
parody movie in that way though or no it's not they don't address anything like that it's no. just yeah. it's basically just three guys and their outlandish a- antics Nan- and Ooh. Yeah. nancy marchand is like the dowager okay um, okay i have not seen this since college but i i remember it being being funny but i don't know it got it, a it lot of up. play when i was young also i'm stupid the day of the dolphin is not william freaking it's mike nichols mm. oh that's right okay yeah that rings a bell now yeah uh, so, uh, that was Chris Cabin, Andrew Jupin, anything you, you want to get to here? Uh, I will just, again, you know, quarantine's probably going to be going. I think we're going to get to these other Radon Chong episodes. There's only two. It's fucking crazy. It's at this point, Rhonda has like found a, a man that she really loves and it's Radon Chong trying to fucking edge in on that. Ooh, nice. Kind of great. But she um, no longer lives at Mel Rose place. No, she's she's moved out the, after this episode okay. because next episode, you guys, we welcome to the program Daphne Zuniga in the role of Joe Reynolds, the mysterious uh, photographer who Jake quickly becomes pretty smitten with. Hmm. Now I forget, is she the only cast member of Spaceballs to join? Because John Candy's dead at this point. Um, I don't think Rick Moranis ever appeared. <laughs> uh, Joan Rivers, no. <laughs> Joan Rivers, wait. Uh, oh, actually, was she Billy's grandma? No, definitely not. <laughs> is Mel Brooks just showing up for some reason? Oh, Mel Brooks is actually a, a, a confirmed accredited season seven cast member. I forgot about that. <laughs> Interesting. You're totally right, Chris. I completely forgot about yeah. that. A shop owner, a friendly shop owner. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. I don't give a shit. I mean, this episode, I mean, it was a tough day in quarantine for fucking sure. We always do Melrose Place on Monday. So it's it's a little bit, it's it's uh, getting up that great big hill of life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong. Always dude. tough it's on like, the Mondays. Oh, Monday again, huh? That's fantastic. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's why the attitude the episodes <laughs> are always chipper because you do those on Fridays for the most part. Uh, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this is a tough one uh, in general. Uh, not, I mean, I think that we're done with Keith for a little bit. I do. There's some good stuff here. I, I kind of miss Michael and Jane, to be quite honest. I'll be there. I'll, I'll be the one to say it. Well, it's kind of amazing. The one thing we didn't address in the episode is just how there is a con- in the conversation between Allison and and Jane. It's not the rain argument. It's right when. She's like, Allison is washing a sleeping bag before she goes on uh, the camping trip with Keith. And they're both doing laundry at the same time. And they really kind of have it out right here. And it's basically like Allison being like, are you trying to project your own marital fears on my relationship? And she's like, I just like to think that, you know, through good storms and in and bad storms or whatever the fuck. You know, she decides to, decides to use as an analogy. You know, Jane's like, I like to think that if a married couple just sticks to it, they're going to come out the other end, and you know, it's going to be some transcendent experience. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, your husband turns into a fucking maniac sooner than you think, lady. So strap in for <laughs> that Michael Mancini. I wish. Uh, yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's kind of it. Um, I will say we got a ton of great stuff on the Patreon. If you're looking to do stuff this weekend, we've got a uh, a feature length commentary on the film Cats, a singable commentary on the film Cats. We've we got sure a probably longer than the movie episode on uh, 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 No Country for Old Men that just dropped a little while ago. We've got <laughs> coming up next week. We will be dropping our episode Side Order of Sleeves episode on Basket Case. That's going to be dope. Um, oh yeah, Animation Danation and Scooby Doo. We've got a Nexus. I think coming out this week ton 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 of shit it's a lot of stuff we offer 
a lot of things for our beloved Patreon subscribers. Absolutely. We'll see you next week. Uh, until next time, I have been Steven Sadak. Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Chris Gavin. Take it easy and remain indoors and please wear a fucking mask. That was a HeadGum Podcast.